Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host, Jamal, back at it again with my best friends, Reeves and Brian. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, happy to be here. So excited. What a day. What a day to be alive. Brian, Brian, you go now. Uh, what? Okay. Uh, why did you do the car thing? We're not doing car. We're done with cars. I never I want to see a car a again. Car. I didn't do a car. I you just didn't did do a, a car. Uh, a lead up. I said, uh, and here we are. That's all I did. It's not a car. Your R rolling sounded like you were doing a car going. And we yeah, don't do like, cars anymore. We I did cars like once. And hey, guys, behind the candelabra, worst numbers of an episode we've ever done by a long shot. Usually we get like, 50 downloads a week this ep- that episode 25 <laughs> no, people you know it's also been hotter weather so people may have been outside people are getting uh, out people aren't listening people to podcasts outside, enjoy it. so i don't necessarily think that the um you know the world renowned uh top gear show was um the one that drew us down i think it also could have just been like you know weather had changed people you know busy you know only one of us is uh, promoting the podcast. That's true. And that's me, right? And that's me multiple times a week. Uh, Definitely not me. me. So it could be that. It could be that. That could have done it. So don't shit on the podcast episode that I liked and picked. So <laughs> I do like So do you guys read the description of a podcast, of like a podcast you listen to regularly? Before I read these, I read all my podcast descriptions because I don't <laughs> write any of them, so I read them. <laughs> I don't listen to the, I don't read them for the ones that I listen to. Yeah, I don't either. So I, I do like thinking that there is a large population of people that w- will read what the description of our podcast is <laughs> and decide whether or not they want to listen to it and pass on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, no, this one doesn't sound good because I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's all the same, right? <laughs> so, and usually, well, I guess last week was different, but. Your most podcast apps just download the episodes no matter what. Mm. So it could have been the week off. People were pissed off and they just like deleted all of their like that could um, have been it. all their subs to us. That's that possible. Could have been it. Hey guys, write in. Let us know why you hate the podcast so much now. Um, <laughs> what you want us to do and fix to make it good again because it was good before, and we want to make it good again. And we're trying to make our podcast great. And we have big things coming up. We've got uh, th- there's some stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, and, don't, uh, don't spoil it. I'm teasing it. Okay. I'm being so, a little tease. You're being a little naughty. Hey guys, stick around because you might get pleased, and that's Matisse. Okay, so moving right along, uh, chefs, I prepare for you uh, sous vide chicken breast. With a dry uh, spice rub and um, vegetable medley and sweet potatoes. So this was very subtle. Baked sweet potatoes, sorry. Baked, okay. This was very subtle to our fans, but uh, you did kind of subtly hint at a way that you prepared... Did I? Mm-hmm. You just kind of you you kind of just like blew over it like Did it I? wasn't a big yeah, deal. You slid it in there when it was kind of just a new thing that's pretty big in your life. That's changing. I mean, I'm a sous vide boy. You're a sous vide boy now. I'm a Chad. 
Jamal welcomed a <laughs> two-pound sous vide machine into yep. his life yeah. recently. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it has been just cooking juicy protein. And is it keeping you up all night? Like, is it like all hours a night? Um, you have to like, like tend to it? I do like have that? to wake up at like 3 a.m. and check uh, the water temperature and make sure it hasn't gone down. And like, it'll start screaming. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have to like feed the sous vide machine. Um, and like sometimes I forget that I'm a single parent. And like sometimes I wake up and it's just from watching so much American TV that I'll, I'll look to my right and be like, it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm like, you're talking I'm to like, a spatula. Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm literally talking to the spatula I sleep with. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, let's come on. You, it, it has a name. <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> Why not? I don't want to say. That's between me and the special. You know, yeah. you got to keep some things in your relationship between you and, this, and your spouse. Okay. Yeah, your let's spatula. keep it in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes I do wake up and I'm like, it's your turn. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot. You don't have hands. Uh, so then I got to get up always uh, and check the sous vide and make sure it's okay. And so far, the sous vide is just, it's growing. It's getting stronger every week. Um, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like uh, it's starting to look like me. Oh, that's oh, that's yeah, and that's not because I bought it in black. I could have bought a silver or white one, but I bought black, thinking you know what, this one will it'll look like me, it'll feel like me, and it does. And, it and so this is going to sound offensive based on how we're doing this little thing. But what color is the spatula? <laughs> so the spatula. I'm glad that you said it's going to sound offensive. <laughs> Because it actually, like you were saying, it really, it's not. It's not. But it just sounds. It just, it just sounds, sounds like it. The way it just rings around my ear, it sounds yeah. like something bad, but it actually, the content is not. Yeah. The spatula is, um, well, technically mixed race. Okay. So it's got wood grain handle and then a gray silicon finish. Okay. So whatever race you think that is that's what it is well they say in the future that all spatulas are going to look like that yeah they do say that but you know there's some people working against that (laughs) (laughs) well congratulations and condolences to you jamal and your cvs (laughs) yeah your nice cv yeah tell me about it right (laughs) uh should i go i always go last okay i'll go yeah um keep it that way i guess (laughs) Uh, chefs, I prepared for you a potato, um, soup with, um, it had, what did it have in it? Um, Brian, you go. (laughs) Uh, chef, I prepared for you pizza from Rose's Pizza in Williamsburg. (laughs) (laughs) We did a bad job shopping last week. Look, we're behind the candelabra for Brian's life. We're trying to buy a house and that's taking up all of our time, much like Jamal and his sous vide. Like you got to wake up in the middle of the night to check and see if it's out of attorney review. You have to check and see if it's see. I think my, my issue I've always been concerned with is that if I don't see the process of buying a house, like breathing, if I don't see it moving, I'm going to wake it up to see if it's still alive and still going. And that just kind of like starts the mess. So mm. I'm up all night. Yeah, checking on it. Yeah, the exact same stuff that Jamal just did for his. I remember what's in my soup now. Oh, okay, great. I thought this was going to be like a, a Harold Dieterly situation where you like don't know what's in your food and you get shit on for it. 
Yeah. Here's the situation with me is I approach this podcast like I approach improv, which is I usually have nothing in my mind and I'm just like, something will come up and it'll click into, everything will click into gear when I need to click into gear. And it doesn't often happen in this podcast. And so I forget things, but now I have a guide to, so I know what I had. I had because you're so intimidated by the co's, the co-hosts. Yeah, are you? Is that why? That might be yeah. it. I you're think like, man, I'm with comedy juggernauts. It's the juggernauts yeah. here. I'm scared. I'm intimidated. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little excited too. Okay, <laughs> to be honest. So I had creamy potato soup with greens and dill. Um, because I just got into leeks. I never really used leeks before and I have decided they're great. They're like a milder onion. So this is like a very heavy leek soup, um, with potatoes and what was it? Vegetable broth and a bunch of stuff. It was good. You guys should try it. That sounds good. So it's vegetarian then not like full of bacon. Sometimes potato soups are like bacon. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's vegetarian. So it's any, I guess you add sour cream at the end. So you could not do that if you wanted it to be whatever vegan or something. No, I love adding sour cream to things at the end. And and now let's get into some specific food stuff here. Food knowledge. How long was the um, leek um, stem? How, how long was the white uh, uh, part of the stem of the leek? How long was it? One inch, one inch, one and a half inches. Let me think about it. Uh, I'm thinking it was probably one and a half inches because that's what you want. That's the only part of it you use. So you want the longer you can get a leak that has a longer root on it. That's wider. That's what you want. That's true. Cause that is like the nicer part. It's like the more flavorful part of the leak. This particular soup, you used all of it. So you cut up the green, the green stuff too. You chop that up and you throw that into, cause you cook it for so long. It all breaks down. Nah, I would let all that go. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just want the if it want right when it turns light green, I'll take a little bit of that, but we're done for that. Do so do you guys as someone who doesn't particularly like onions when they're not uh candy, we've discussed this. Do you think you can tell the difference between like an onion, a leek, a shallot? Like if someone if if you were blind if you did a top chef taste test and you were fed like little pieces of onion, shallot, leek, could you tell the difference? Yes. Raw or cooked? Raw. Oh, great question. Oh, uh, raw. Raw, I could. I think the only hard part is yeah. shallot and onion, but I yeah. I know I could tell the difference between a leek and an onion. Yeah, Some I shallots. think I think I think I could do it raw. I think I could do like a f- at least five out of ten. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It's fifty percent. If it's raw, if it's cooked, and they're not all cooked the same way, I probably couldn't, because once those sugars come out. I mean, you candy, gotta have like a, yeah. Once those sugars come out, they all kind of taste the same, but they do have subtle differences. But like Skittles, I I, mm-hmm. sure, they're like Skittles. <laughs> they do, and this is what Brian and so everyone listening. This is candy. how Brian. Yeah, this is uh, Brian's equivalent to that was so like Skittles. Yes, yeah, they're all flavored differently, but they're all just sugars. Yeah. So they kind of all taste like sugar. Yeah, yeah, they're all flavored differently. Hey guys. Um, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, go on there. Give us five stars, four stars, nothing lower than that, please. Let us know if you can tell the difference between Skittle flavors or onion flavors. Yes. Yellow onion, red onion, white onion. 
little tiny uh, baking onions. We bought those back the other day. So it takes me like three wee onions to make enough for like one meal. We use like one onion. Hmm. Roasting onions, maybe they're called. You're talking maybe. about pearl onions? The little no, they're onions? not pearl. Well, pearl onions are like in a can, and you eat them whole like a monster. They're just like okay. <laughs> well, you don't have to. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. <laughs> that's that's a specific case, but you are right. That's the majority of the time. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. People eat yeah. pearl onions like it's like they're oh god, it's just a can onion, and they just eat the whole. It's like a pickled. Are they pickled? They're not pickled. Yeah, well, so you can do all those things. You can just get them raw and then just cook yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of, when you said <laughs> pearl onions in a jar and a can, it reminded me of this time in, when I worked at the State Department a long time ago. This old guy, during the holidays, he would make his own um, rum balls at home and then bring them in. And they said rum balls. Like, <laughs> yes, I did. And then I was like, no. that's not what it was. Rum <laughs> balls. Mm-hmm. And he would bring them in. And uh, he'd carry them around in this uh, <laughs> this clear jar, and the <laughs> rum balls at the top looked great, but the ones at the bottom were like sitting in this juice that literally looked like urine could have been urine, but it's like the rum and like the butter that's been dripping down off these rum balls, and they're just like sloshing around. It. And he would come by like, "You want a rum ball?" And I just would see that juice and I'd be like, "I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm good." <laughs> He's like, you sure? I'm like, does it have rum in it? He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm good. Is he passing out? They, 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 from what I understand from people who had him, they were like, yeah, there's a lot of rum. <laughs> Did he get He's, fired? No, I mean, you're not. How are you going to fire him? He's like, he was like 92. And he like suffered two strokes and was still working. You don't get rid of a worker like that. Mm, he had too many rum balls. <laughs> Maybe. Hope Sounds he's like okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope that guy's doing all right. Wherever you are. He's probably passed away since then. Well, rest in peace. R.I.P., my friend. (laughs) Uh, So I just remembered we, a while back, talked about how if you wrote a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts, we'd read it out. And I realized we do have a new one. So should we read it out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as of the beginning of the month. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hold on. I'm the host. Let me read it. I'm the host. Go for it. I'm the host. host, So I will read it. Let me just. Small's a very stingy host. Yes, I am. Let me see here. Let me. He's kind of drunk with power. It's like he had too many rum balls full of power. Mm-hmm. And he probably mm-hmm. just the bottom part, just all that liquid of butter and rum. Yeah. Just drank it down. Okay. Are you talking about the March 3rd, 2021? That's right. All right. Let's read it. All right. This is from uh, The Joy of Sarah. Uh, fan flipping tastic. That's the headline of this mm-hmm. um, review. Five stars, which, wow. Uh, so says last night I prepared for you roasted chicken, cabbage, peppers, and mashed potatoes. I just finished the episode of Is It Because I'm Bald? Uh, parentheses, black people. And at the, that's <laughs> Jamal's <laughs> adding that. <laughs> so it's not, it's not, it's not in parentheses. It's in the little square one. Yeah. The square it's, one. It's in brackets. <laughs> um, and at the end, Brian asks, why why people who don't watch Top Chef would be listening to the podcast. And here's the thing. I don't want to watch people cook, but I do want to listen to people talk about watching people cook. It's much more relatable. So, Brian, take that, put that in your pipe and smoke it, and we got a five-star review from The Joy of Sarah. Thank you, The Joy of Sarah. Um, Let me get a quick second to respond to what you said. And that is... um, 
please don't call me out for things that I do or say on this podcast. <laughs> Everything that happens on the podcast goes away as soon as I do it, and I don't think about it ever again. Please don't make me think about the job that I'm doing on this podcast. Where I, I'm, I don't want to start feeling bad about this podcast. I do it for shit and to be an asshole and be fun and talk to my friends. And I don't want to hear that I'm doing things poorly, like suggesting, like questioning why my fans would listen to my podcast. So please stop. Uh, speaking of that, I got feedback from the last episode about your carrot bit. <laughs> Was Whoa. it from my wife? Cause she said she didn't like it. <laughs> uh, it's basically the same review. It wasn't from your wife, but, uh, so just I know you just went on a big rant or how you did want to hear this kind of information, but I feel like it's good to hear constructive feedback. Oh god, I don't not, I do not like constructive criticism. So people have been sending me messages saying, What are these bits that Brian does? And <laughs> I said, You saw the report card grade he got for comedy. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what you want. Um and he's to doing the fans at home. I also demanded that stay in the podcast because it really did make me giggle because I had no idea where it was going. So but I still uh, don't really know. But I, I thought we it. could have lost it. I thought we could have cut it. Um, I thought there was a bit that I wanted to keep in more than that bit that I didn't keep in. <laughs> okay, uh, well, was. here we go. So. Again, to the person that told Jamal that, I probably know who you are. And to that, I say, um, catch me outside. How about that? So moving on. <laughs> and I would like okay. to say thank you. It's always nice to meet a fan. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'd like to say this fan is a loyal listener. So um, just keep the notes coming for Brian. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, why don't we take a little break? <laughs> So Brian can wash his tears away. I'm not crying. Uh, he's crying. So we'll take Dry a little break. Eyes, Brian, Brian yeah. collect yourself so we can do the second half of the podcast. And we'll come back after this. And we will be talking about that brand new season. That that new new that's coming up in a couple weeks. Be right back. Punch up. Right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. From the break, welcome back to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. Guys, let's talk about it. Season 18, right around the corner, a couple weeks away. Bravo TV, season 18 in Portland. Let's, you know what we should do? Let's talk about these contestants. Let's see who's going to be on this show. Let's break them down. Let's see how we feel about them. Let's understand where they're coming from and how they made it to the show. Uh, Tom Colicchio sent us um, a backgrounder on every single chef. And so we'll go through his specific backgrounder. And uh, we will talk about each chef. Tom also uh, sent Brian uh, rankings for the chefs that Brian is now using for these chefs. So these are Tom's rankings officially, but Brian also copied them. So mm -hmm. they're yeah. Tom's. He said that they're the power rankings. <laughs> they're undisputed. Yeah, he did them. Um, and then he sent them over to Brian because he was like, Brian, I think you're the only person that can kind of divvy out this information properly. Yeah. So, Brian, let's go through uh, your rankings. So, just to be clear, Tom sent me these rankings, and he, all these notes are his notes. But he said, don't put my name on it. I can't have my name on the notes, because then it's like I'm playing favorites for the okay. show. So, mm -hmm. he said, Brian, put your name on the notes. That way, if anything goes wrong, people will be believing that it's gone wrong, kind of like some of the bits you've done. So, he said, put your name on it. It'll be funny. Okay. All right. <laughs> So these are my wink wink season 18 
Portland pre-show rankings. These are based on um, the the list that Tom sent us uh, with bios. It's also, I guess Tom sent it to Food & Wine Magazine, too, because it's on their website, <laughs> foodandwine.com slash news slash top chef slash top chef season 18 Portland chefs cast. But so, it does say at the bottom, buy Brian. It does say, unless you're Brian, Jamal, and Reeves, don't look at this. So you can just <laughs> bypass that. Just pretend you didn't um, that you didn't yeah. see that part. So uh, here, uh, so here it is. So going home first. Is that how we're gonna say this? Yeah, I, I thought you were just doing the ranking. Yeah, okay, you could just say so, the number, maybe. Okay, yeah. so number fifteen. Fifteen contestants. There's fifteen contestants. Fifteen chef contestants. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to call them. Is um, Sarah Howman. Now. The reason that Sarah Hellman is ranked at number 15 is um, because Sarah Hellman has an arm tattoo and women who have arm tattoos don't do well in Top Chef. It's just the way – if you watch seasons of Top Chef, it's just kind of how it works out. I don't know Where why. Her arm? Wait, hold on. Are you? I think you're talking about someone else. I think no. Brittany has the arm tattoo. So does Sarah, Sarah Hellman. Doesn't. Where's her arm tattoo? I don't see an arm tattoo. It's on her freaking arm. I'm not seeing it. Are you looking at the wrong woman? I know what women look like. They don't all look the same. Are you looking at the foodandwine.com website? Yeah. A couple other things about Sarah while this debate goes on. Uh, She lived in Spain for a while. Uh, She's won a lot of awards. She has a James Beard Award. Um, she also got a rising star award. She's worked at a Michelin star restaurant. I think she's pretty great. And, um, I, I think she's going to win the whole thing. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. wow. Just for the, uh, audience, I was wrong. I was looking at the wrong woman. Um, Sarah does have an arm tattoo. And so Reeves, you think she's going to win the whole thing? Yeah. I think, you know, I listed out all her credentials here mm-hmm. and I, I just have a pretty strong feeling that because she's had all these awards, she spent that time in Spain. She's got that tattoo on her arm and she lives in Portland. She's a hometown hero. She's oh, going to yeah. win. She's going to be the top chef. See, to me, I think the Portland thing is going to be bad for her. I think she's, I think she's going to be like, I have to do well for Portland. I have. She has great credentials. She's got a very great cooking career, chefing career. I don't know. Yes, but but I think it's going to be tough. I, I I think it might be a heartbreaker getting sent home early. I think it's just my mine and Tom's thoughts. Uh, I don't think she's going to be sent home early because she's worked at a one star. So I think she's going to be at least at least to restaurant wars. Okay. Uh, this is what Tom has. Uh, number 14, Brittany Anderson. So Brittany Anderson doesn't have as many uh, recognitions as Sarah Howman. She has an arm tattoo again. Arm tattoos aren't great for Top Chef. They don't like them. Um, but I think that she goes a little later than Sarah because she's from Richmond, Virginia. Tom knows that I went to school in Richmond, Virginia, and I think he thinks that that's cool. I hope that she proves me wrong and stays longer. But she also doesn't show up very much in the trailer for the new season. So I think Damn. she goes home pretty early. I've got Brittany out first three episodes. Okay. So I really like Brittany. Like Brian said, she's from Richmond. That's really cool. I've been to a lot of restaurants in Richmond. They have a great, really 
up on this Richmond thing. It's a great, great little city. It's a great little comfortable city. Nothing bad ever happens there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's got a great food scene. It's very cute. Um, but it's also like very up and coming and very hip. Uh, she also has arm tattoos. Um, and you know what? I feel pretty good about her. So I think she's probably going to end up coming in like first place. Probably. I think she's going to end up winning. <laughs> okay. Now um, I know what's going on. Uh, just a quick little side note. At, uh, at the time of recording this, we just found out that VCU, the VCU men's basketball team had to, uh, were disqualified from competing in March madness because of COVID. Uh, some of their players tested positive. So they, uh, an automatic loss to the Oregon ducks, Big ups to you, Richmond. I'm sorry. This this one hurts us. This one hurts Richmond a lot. Like, I have Richmond pride. I'm a VCU Ram through and through. I went there for seven years like normal college kids do. And, um, and, and, uh, Best years uh, of my life. And I, it's a great, it's a great town. Met a lot of friends there um, that I don't talk to anymore. Um, number 13, Roscoe Hall. We're going to go to Roscoe Hall here. Black guy. He's a black guy. Birmingham, um, Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. He's a chef Birmingham and an artist. And so, a father. And a father. Couple hats, couple different hats. Mm-hmm. I, I think he might be stretching himself too thin between those three things. He, he I don't think so. To me, he 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 doesn't he hasn't opened any of his own restaurants, so he and he, he seems like a pretty green chef compared to these, to these other chefs. He doesn't have the same resume as them, which doesn't exactly doesn't guarantee you that you're going to go home early, but like I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like it's his year. Well, you know, he's got an arm tattoo as well, and he worked under uh, Chef David Jones at mm-hmm. Momofuku. So I'm going to say that counts for something. I think it definitely does. Um, so he definitely has worked with someone who's like one of the most recognizable chefs in the country, right? Mm-hmm. He's got plenty yeah. of shows. We all know him. Yeah. He's been on Top Chef a lot as a judge. Yep. He's a very yeah. hard judge. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that it's like he's a chef, he's an artist, and he's a father. So he knows how to juggle yeah. a lot of things. Um, and because of all those things, I think he's probably going to go ahead and win the whole competition. And <laughs> he might even go back and win some of the previous competitions too. Somehow, probably win last ca- last chance to kitchen too. I think that's a good that's a good call. I think he'll probably put himself in that competition just because he'll want to keep yeah. himself sharp, and he'll probably win all those as well, along with winning the whole competition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his his um bio says that he has a kick ass wife and two hilarious children. I wish that my mom referred to me as hilarious. (laughs) I think you wish that your wife referred to you as hilarious. I think she thinks I'm very funny. Um, Number 12 (laughs) is is, uh, Sasha Grumman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me find her on our sheet here. She's from Houston? Yes. Yeah. She also has never opened any restaurants. So she might be as inexperienced as Roscoe Hall. Um, might have a little more experience because I might have had a little more tr- like like formal training. Mm-hmm. Um, went to French yeah. Culinary Institute in New York. Mm-hmm. And she worked with previous Top Chef alum, uh, Bruce, who is one of the, I, I think it was the Kentucky season. He was one of the three bear guys, which are like kind of had bigger Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had glasses and he cooked pasta a lot and he mm. seemed to know every single judge that came on. Yeah. He was like, I'm friends with this person. That's and then he right. he kicked off after like five episodes. But she worked for him. Yeah. 
She does have a focaccia bread business, though. Mm-hmm. She does? If she's a baker, yeah. that's not going to do well on Top Chef. Well, wait a second, Al. Sometimes they have those challenges that require baking, and like all those other chefs are then in trouble. I don't think they've ever baked bread on Top Chef, have they? No, they haven't. I was trying to pick her up, and you ruined it. Uh, but you know what? Now that I think about it, like this is a new season. <laughs> it's probably going to have new challenges, maybe. And you know, the the British Bake Off is very popular, so maybe they'll throw in. Yeah. You know, now you got to bake some bread. You didn't think you had to, and now it's oh, it's the final episode, yeah. and your final elimination challenge is bake us a big loaf of bread, and it's like bam, now Sasha's top chef, and that's why I'm thinking she probably will end up winning the whole thing because she can cook a big <laughs> a big pile of bread. So she's my pick now. <laughs> all right all right uh, <laughs> number 12 only 11 uh, more left oh wait uh are we on 12 no a uh, number 11 uh gabe Irales. um he also hasn't opened his own restaurant and he but see so this seems like it's kind of low like you but that's you've already beat one two three four people so you're not the worst uh, I'm excited about his cooking background. Honestly, mm. it says that he, he he cooks food that's inspired by uh, German and Mexican food. And that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun and really good. Yeah, I like that. Um, he also he's from Austin. There's three people here from Texas. I think Texas has the best representation. Um, there's very little from the East Coast in general. I think it's just the Tex one from Rip. Richmond. And then there's like someone that's from. Maybe that had um, to do with the travel stuff. Maybe they couldn't travel as well with like COVID. You're probably right. It's a travel ban. Um, (laughs) So he also has a master's degree in mechanical engineering. There's a lot of people with degrees and things that have nothing to do with the culinary arts, but somehow they become chefs and good chefs. Brian, you you noted that he doesn't have his own uh, restaurant, but he was, you know, executive chef at Commodore. So. Sure, but you know, I think, and opening restaurants isn't really it's it's definitely not a um like a marker of like how good of a chef you are, but it's no. just what I guess Tom used to make his rankings. He he yeah. he weighed that hev- heavily when he made the thing. He also, I'm going to note this for everyone fairly. I, so I, I I'll mention this for Roscoe too. Uh, he has four children, which. Sometimes when contestants have children, they often start to say, like, I really miss my kids, and they kind of fall apart. So mm. could happen for mm. Roscoe, could happen for Gabe. Um, it's going to happen for another person coming up here in a little bit. I think that's just something that could wait. People don't realize how much they love their family until they leave their family sometimes. I think that's a good point. And I think that probably will happen with Gabe is, like, he'll start to, like, feel homesick and be like, maybe I want to like step back from this. And then he'll take a phone call from like, you know, his two year old or whatever. And they'll say, you know, daddy, we love you so much. You you have to win this because, you know, we love you and we think you're the best and that's going to spur him on. And then he'll definitely make the final. And then who knows? I mean, probably first place after that, actually definitely first place. He'll come in first place. <laughs> so Brian, you mentioned uh, <laughs> anyone can open up a restaurant. My dad almost opened up a restaurant. So that holds true. That doesn't mean much that, Anyone can open a restaurant. Doesn't mean you can cook. What was your dad's I mean, my restaurant dad can, concept? My dad could cook. Um, he was going to open up a place. It was called Chubby's. I believe. <laughs> I believe. Interesting. It was going to be called Chubby's, and he was literally going to serve food that you'd make all the time uh, at home. But it was like very good food. 
So, but it was gonna be like soul food. So, <clears throat> but it was gonna be called Chubby's. And it, and now I know, listening to this, it sounds like an episode of the Boondocks. But um, <laughs> it is what he was going to do. <laughs> um, I hope. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I would eat at a restaurant called Chubby's that serves soul food. I would love that. Yeah, me too. Uh, next at number ten is Don Burrell. Um, D A W N, not D O N. Yeah, Dawn. that's important. Dawn. To Philadelphia. Here Dawn. are here's my reason why she's she's she stays pretty far. Going and getting out at, at nine is pretty or ten is pretty good. Yeah. I think that she doesn't win at all personally because it's she's playing the top chef role where she is kind of a a second like this cooking is her like second thing. Like she was originally an Olympic track and field runner. She was in the 2000 Summer Olympics. So like that's her thing. That's what she. That's her first love. So yeah. maybe her her heart might be in cooking now, but like it wasn't. You know, originally. Yeah, she's like made a switch, and I think like that's. Gonna... A... Sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying that like, some of the past contestants who like had like a career in modeling. Yep. And then they're doing cooking, and it was like, well, a lot of the other chefs here, like this was their first passion, so they've spent more yeah. time doing it. So they just naturally have a little more skill. Yeah. She's probably more competitive than the other chefs, so that could be good for her. She could really like, hell, she, if there's a competition that involves running, she's going to win that one. So, you know, I've spent a lot of time going through all these contestants and feeling like who's going to do well, who's not going to do well, what are their positives, what are their negatives. And I keep going back with Dawn is the fact that she's so fast. Mm -hmm. And it's like one of the challenges is called a quick fire. And she's, they, they do one every episode, pretty much. They do one every episode. Almost right? every episode. And she's an Olympian. So it's like, yeah. she's got all of those in the back. She's going to win every single quick fire and get immunity or some kind of variation of saying the word immunity every single time. <laughs> and so That's, she's just going to yeah. ride that all the way to the end. I didn't think and about that. <laughs> once you're a chef, once you're an Olympian, you always are chasing a way to get back to Mount Olympus and like rubbed in the gods' faces. So probably winning this would be a thing that she could take back to Mount Olympus and say, mm, and now who's the god of food and wine, Bacchus? Is it you or is it me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so number 10. Nine. Nine. I'm messing numbers up so bad. Is Maria Maison. 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 Um, she has a pretty great background here. Um, owns a taco place, uh, Boca Tacos y Tequila. And for those who don't speak Spanish, that's tacos and tequila. Um, she's got an arm tattoo. She do oh, I didn't see that. Well, she's ranked too high then. This is... <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna go number three, I think. Well, but wait, no, she's got an arm tattoo and the Tiffany headband. So she does whoa. have the. Wow, I didn't realize See, that. You either. guys didn't pick that up, did you? She's got the Tiffany homage headband. Okay, so that, she's that, rocking, so. that changes my rankings on her. Because <laughs> I did have her rank something else, but now I'm thinking, okay, yeah, Tiffany headband. Yeah, she's taking it home and she's winning the big one. <laughs> So I'm glad you pointed that out, Jamal, because I was going to say something completely different. 
I also this she was getting dinged by me also because twelve year old son she's gonna start missing her son. Uh, <laughs> your reasoning for them not she's, doing well is a a tattoo on your arm or b you have kids. This is Tom's be, these are Tom's definitive rankings. Oh, that's right. These are Tom's rankings. Um, I think I think she's gonna make great food. I. Uh, her like these bios are always like did this did this and this and the last line is always something like personal about their family uh maria loves cooking for her wife lily and their 12 year old son that's also important i think when it comes to to, to 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 top chef um i think she'll do well i think i think going home at nine is pretty good um but i think she's gonna miss her son and have to leave <laughs> <laughs> She's probably going to like get that tattoo like retouched up, and that'll distract her too, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think she'll win. <laughs> uh, at number eight, uh, I have uh, Tom has um, Shota Nakajima, um, and his reasoning for that is that look, uh, Shota. Sorry if I'm, I'm mispronouncing it, Shota or Shada. Uh, Seems great. Has a lot of experience. Um, owns a restaurant. Has a chip on his shoulder because he's been the semifinalist three years running for the James Beard Award. So mm. I'm pretty sure he's coming mm. for heads. He's coming for heads. I uh, he also like seizes every opportunity to get outside and forage for fish. Uh, oh, sorry, forage or fish. Foraging for fish no, is a very funny. No, it's, he does it's forage for, for fish. fish. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so glad that is, you mentioned that. Yeah. Because I think that's probably why he's going to end up winning. It's because he's constantly looking in the woods for fish that have just kind of flopped out of the you know ocean yeah. and they're just <laughs> in, the, in woods the woods somewhere. <laughs> and so he picks them up and he takes them back and he knows how to make a beautiful dish with Japanese flavors. And it's going to fucking blow their minds. It's like, how can you eliminate yeah. someone that's foraging for fish out there? You can't. <laughs> I do have one honest critique is that it doesn't mention any like additional. It just says that he's like trained in Japanese cuisine, which could be a problem later. Like if he goes very far, it might, he might be dinged for only cooking Japanese flavors or at least the other contestants will be like, all he does is make Japanese food. Like that gets said a lot. Yeah. People can say that they want people who've won people who've only cooked Spanish food, people who've only cooked uh, (laughs) their Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. So they can say that all they want. I think the fact that his occupation profession just says chef owner Taku. I'm like, say no more. This dude, this dude's a <laughs> chef owner. He's ready to go, and he's the three times now. Three. It's almost like he's the LeBron James of this cast. We all know that he probably should have won the James Beard Award one of these past three years, but now he's the runner up, and someone else keeps winning it. He's, oh, he's pissed. For heads. He's, he's pissed. Heads. I mean, if he finds a way to like mix his Japanese cuisine background with the challenges, yeah, he 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 could go really far. Did you guys Maybe. see the videos of him every time that he, well, especially the third time he got out in the semifinals of the James Beard Award? <laughs> no, uh, no I didn't see it. I no, not, I have not seen that. It's pretty rough. It's like he gets eliminated and he stands up, he starts walking to the back and he punches a chair over. He gets so pissed oh, about it. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those ceremonies so he does. I He's saw- got a competitive drive then. That's good. Yeah. I heard the second time he didn't win, he went back to the locker room and punched a locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it to you. It, <clears throat> Thank goodness he didn't have any kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he'd be going home early. 
at number seven, Tom has Byron Gomez. Uh, Byron. Based on his looks alone, Tom thought he was going to go home early. He looks like a guy who's going to get sent home early. Um, but Tom, Tom's pulling for him, and that's because, again, Tom knows my background. He knows I went to VCU in Richmond. He knows that I got married in Costa Rica. Byron uh, was raised in Costa Rica, born in Costa Rica. Oh, no, sorry. Born in Costa Rica, but raised in New York. I got married in Costa Rica. I live in New York. This guy's going to go at seven. In a way, you were like, you told me the day you were married, it was like your first day being alive. You looked at your wife and you said, I feel like today's the first day I've actually been alive. It's it was like my new day I'm born. Yeah, so it was like being reborn. Yeah, and you're born in Costa Rica and she's raising you in New York. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said. It's beautiful. I'm a I'm a poet. Also, uh, <laughs> you guys almost have the same name. It's really close. Uh, on on a lot of my awards when I was a little kid for playing like rec league sports, it would often say Byron or Brain. So that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> and brain here's Jackson. your soccer trophy, Brain. Good job. <laughs> and this is my son, little like, brain. This, this is going in the trash, mom. <laughs> um. He uh, doesn't own any restaurants and also bakes bread. So maybe he's too high at, at, at seven. Nah, he's a sous chef. Sous chefs do all the, all the gritty work. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of know a little bit of everything. So, yeah. Yeah, they're a little bit of everything. Briefs? Um, I like him. I like that his bio also says his hobbies. That's cool. And you know what? I think uh, – Sorry. I was distracted momentarily. I was thinking about where I want to place him. First. I'm putting him at first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. I can't find the next person. There and out. Okay, there we go. Jamie. Yes. uh, We have it six. uh, Jamie Tran. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that Jimmy Tran is so high on this list because she owns a Vietnamese restaurant in Vegas called The Black Sheep. And I've heard a lot of stuff about the the Asian food scene in Vegas being great. So if she owns a restaurant in Vegas that serves Vietnamese, I bet she is a fantastic chef. I'm just going to say right now, Jamie Tran is a problem and she's my number one pick. Wow. She's going to be a problem and she's my number one pick. Wow, and you're gonna have to fight me for it because <laughs> I I'm hearing she also she won Vegas Chef and Restaurant of the Year. Wow, 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 wow! I'm just saying right now, Jamie Tran's winning this entire season. She's a problem, and she has no kids, as far as we know, that are gonna make yeah, her miss to go no home. Kids. And I can't see yep. arm tattoos either. I just want to say this: no kids, no arm tattoo. No homage to any other chef that was on the show before her. She's doing her own thing, and she owns a restaurant, a Vietnamese restaurant in Vegas. She's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a problem. Okay. We all agree she's going to win it. She's coming in first. <laughs> uh, all right. Number five is Nelson German. And I can't find his picture. Um, but again, again, uh, I think, I mean, five might be a little low for this guy because he could go he could go far he's got a great background um i don't know why i can't find his picture here's my thing about nelson german is. is that you know i'm just just based off his his photo his face isn't that memorable mm. 
Like he looks like a non-playable character in a video game. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope you know his mix of uh, Afro Latino cocktail lounge uh, uh, food, uh, you know, stands out. But there's just something he's giving off a vibe of like I won't make you remember me. I I hope I hope I'm wrong. Though. I think I, I I think you're wrong. He five might be too high for him or too low for him. He draws inspiration in cooking for him his his Dominican heritage, his African roots, and his Mediterranean and Asian training. This dude's all over the place. I bet his food tastes great, and he looks like Mark Jackson. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like he's gonna give me like some commentary on the NBA, and then like keep saying "coach" a bunch of times. In then... in this picture, he looks like Jeff Van Gundy's gonna fight with him. Yeah, you feel like he's gonna <laughs> say, "Coach, you want to go right now?" <laughs> Was it Mark Jackson who was going to drive to beat up um, the NBA player? No, no. Someone was going to go drive to beat up Mark Jackson because he like was sleeping with his wife. <laughs> Didn't he say, "Here's the address"? <laughs> so this guy this might Nelson German might be a problem. He also he's yeah. from Oakland, California. This dude yeah. might be a problem. That's where Mark Jackson coached when he to- coached the Warriors before he got fired and replaced by Steve Kerr, and then he immediately started winning championships. Yeah, here's yeah. my thing though. He might be a problem in in a different way than. Uh, Jamie's going to be. He might be an actual problem where they have to kick him off the show. See, I, I didn't want to say that, but he's, he's from Oakland and he lived in Washington Heights. This dude is probably very fun to watch on TV. Yeah, I think he's going to be quality TV. Like high think, yeah. quality, exciting. But not quality cooking. I think well, his food's good too. It, you never know. You're, you're, I, I do hear that. You know, Maybe he'll he'll end up kind of going out early because he kind of cooks too much with his like heart on his sleeve um or you know he might he's, he's got so many different backgrounds and so many different styles he can cook you know you can do asian you can do african you can do mediterranean i mean you can do everything and i think that mm-hmm. kind of versatility is really going to help him in the competition and probably lead to him winning the whole thing so i pick him <laughs> as first <laughs> tom's top four he said could go either one of these four people could win according to tom they mm-hmm. they are listed in this order but they're not exactly the order that he thinks is going to win. This is a toss-up. These are all four great chefs, he says. So at number four, but not saying fourth, is Kiki uh, Luya. Luya. Mm-hmm. Uh, the resume, named on. one of 16 black chefs changing food in America. Changing food in America by New York Times. And that's a magazine that Reeves pays for. Yes. I uh, she, do pay for it. <laughs> she draws inspiration from her Congolese background. That's going to make her food be great and different and they love when people bring their backgrounds here's to food. A quick, that sounds great. Here's a here's a quiz. Where are you from if you're from Congolese? The Congo? Is that your final answer? Yeah, final answer. Lock it in. <laughs> Reeves? Uh, I would say the same thing, the Congo. Okay, you guys pass. <laughs> All right. Got the phone a friend. <laughs> what, what was... What do people get tripped up on that? Or no, I was just seeing if you guys are going to get tripped up on it. <laughs> Speaking of she... which, I did watch the movie Congo the other night, and it is oh, that's really, why really fun. <laughs> that's why you know it. Um, Amy, d- good gorilla. Thinking of when this season was filmed, like I think Kiki has a great chance at winning this whole thing. Like if if Top Chef is smart, like that she's could win this whole thing. Daughter of a Congolese immigrant, draws mm. inspiration from her cultural background, often using food as a conduit for deeper discussions around what it means to be black in America. She, th- like, she, this is her competition to lose, I think. Like, unless she really bombs. And she has two rescue pit bulls. She's great. 
Yeah. Well, so, oh, wait. So she has kids. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, she has fur babies. Fur, fur babies. Yeah, she's got fur babies, which, Brian, you're always talking about, like, oh, I can't do this. I got to go walk the dog. Oh, I always got to, I got to, I can't do this event. I got to go home and, you know, take care of the dog. So mm-hmm. you, if you think the other people are missing their kids, she's definitely going to miss her little, little pups. I got to be fair then. Yeah, she might go home first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That can happen. Like, first, what a fun name to say a couple of weeks in the show. Kiki. I don't think she owns a restaurant either. She doesn't, but, but she, she's a consultant. Like so she's Harold is a yeah, restaurant consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows there's more money consulting and talking about restaurants than being a restaurant. Exactly. Which is, you know, that takes a lot of smarts and the parallels mm-hmm. between her and Harold. There are a lot. They're both restaurant mm-hmm. consultants. They both yeah. will yeah. win Top Chef. <laughs> they I, both... Something else. Yep. Both I, one of sixteen black chefs changing food. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, I don't think she tweets, but I tried to find her Twitter account. She's got fifty followers. Hasn't tweeted in a couple of months. Go give Kiki. Uh, you know a why? She's too busy taking care of business. She doesn't live her life on social media. Good for you, Kiki. That's yeah. right. She, she lives in the she real world. Go. We we love her. Her. All right. Number three uh, is Avishar. Last name Baru. Bar, sorry, bar what? No, should have looked it up. Jesus, it's, who are you, Bill Burr? Jesus Christ! I'm not intentionally doing it. I was, I like was scrolling. Um, so this kid is giving me Marcel vibes, strong Marcel vibes. He even trained with our best friend, you know, the hair Wiley Dufresne. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also he also has uh degrees in biology and psychology from 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 ohio state who again we're in march madness sorry to you ohio state buckeye fans you guys got upset COVID. uh they all got covid <laughs> you guys actually <laughs> lost fair and square to like a 16th ranked team oh. you busted a bunch of brackets um I, I think and this kid is also all over the trailer for the new season yeah so he's definitely in it yeah. uh I, I think he's got a good shot at winning this thing can I just say his? Uh, I think he's my number two. I, th- I think he's going to be in the finals. Um, I think d- if you are getting recognition from Food and Wine for a dish called Cheesy Brisket Crunch, yeah, he's a he's a problem. Yeah, he's a problem. It's called I, Cheesy Biscuit Crunch. A uh, uh, Vishar Baru is going to be a problem. Yeah, he's going to do very very well. Um, and I like Brian, you bringing up the parallels between Marcel and him. Cause I think that it's definitely, you know, top chef, I feel like is the vibe of like the Oscars where they try and do make goods when they make mistakes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. the Oscars really never, ever make mistakes ever. They always pick exactly the movie that was the best movie that came out every year. <laughs> but sometimes yep. they go back and they say, you've had a good career and now we want to repay you. And that's what they're going to do with him. And they're going to make him the champion because of Marcel and also because he's a good cook. I so I clicked from the foodandwine.com article. It, there's a link to cheesy brisket crunch. I didn't click it before. I clicked it just now. It's a take on the cheesy gordita crunch from Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Probably, probably tastes amazing, 10 times better than the Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah. Uh Avishar is an early favorite. Uh he he seems great. Uh okay. Number 2 is Gabrielle Pascuzzi. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are now calling Scoozy. Yeah, we're not calling him Scoozy. All right, we're calling him Uzi. We're calling we're calling him Uzi. We're calling him Z now. We're, we're just calling, calling him Z. Jacuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> calling him Jacuzzi. Uh, 
he I can't find it. Why can't I ever find these? He's people? from Portland. He's the chef from Portland. Of Mama and, Bird. Uh a little fun fact about this guy. He's like trained by Tom. He's like yeah. best yeah. friends with Tom. Okay. Man. I feel like this guy's gonna be at least in restaurant wars. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna get I think like he seems to be one of the only just white people in 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 this thing. I think Top Chef did a fantastic job at making a diverse cast for this season. Uh, it's 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 fantastic, and I feel like Top Chef is going to want at least one white guy in the final. So I think that's why he might get far. Uh, he owns a couple of restaurants. He's a home. He's a homer from Portland, uh, and Tom knows him personally, which they'll say yeah. isn't going to affect Tom's ranking or his choice but it's going to unless he sucked at Clicchio and Sons well here's the thing about that Clicchio and Sons so the term Clicchio Sons is not that Tom works there with his sons it's that the male chefs there are his sons in metaphorical state so we're saying chefs are going to go home because they miss their their family at home but now Tom's got his family there at the show so Tom doesn't have to send himself home Yes. So Tom's going to be hard-pressed not to want to send one of his own sons home because then Tom's going to miss his son. Mm-hmm. And he might have to leave mid-season. Yeah. And it is interesting that the guy that has worked so close with Tom that he basically is his son is ranked on Tom's list as number two. Yeah, mm. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that mm. interesting? Or is mm. it actually like, that he should be number one and Tom's just saying, yeah. oh, I'm putting him as two because people will think, oh, I just put my son yeah. as number one. No, he's number one. He's probably yeah. winning and definitely yeah. winning. And I'm 100% sure he's going to win. <laughs> uh, number one on this list. Again, this list is is these top four aren't in order. They're just there. Is Chris Viaud. My boy CV. CV mm-hmm. Get your resume yeah. up. Get your resumes up because CVs are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from he, New Hampshire. He's from New Hampshire. He uh, has a ton of training, worked at a lot of great restaurants. He owns a restaurant, uh, Greenleaf and Culture. He, I mean, honestly, this one was a bit of an eye test for me. I think I saw him and he looked like a winner of Top Chef. He looked like he was going to win Top Chef Season 18 to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone's picture looks like this dude is smiling, but just because you told him to smile for this, but afterwards he's going to put on his cutthroat face again and just take heads. It's Chris Viaud. So I feel like this guy, Jamie, Tom's son, and uh, uh, was it, who was the other person? Uh, was it Kiki? Kiki's, Kiki's up there. Kiki? Kiki's up gonna there. Going to be the final four, if you understand me, if you follow it. They're going to be the final four this season. Yeah. I'm calling it. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Um, I'm with you on that. Um, he's got a great background. Uh, he also worked with another top chef alum who I don't know or remember who the person was, but that gets yeah. another end. Yeah. Who is know. Adrian Mosier? Let me Google them really quick. Um, so he's got a pretty good pedigree. And like we pointed out, he's got a good headshot that seems very confident. Um, I don't know where I ranked here's everyone my, else. Go ahead. Here's my only concern. He has a young daughter named Madeline. Oh boy, here we go. It's my only concern. Wait, mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Yeah, he's got a daughter named Madeline, so that's my only concern. Oh no! Well, he might go home first then. Well, I don't know. Uh, he might stay for a while. 
Adrian, you, you'll you'd recognize her if you saw her picture, but I don't remember okay. what season she's on. Great, she great, has like great. short blonde hair. Wonderful. Everyone go Google her. Yeah, just so you know who Chris worked with. Um Okay, that's <clears throat> that's the list of contestants. Yeah. So we agree Those Chris are, is gonna probably yeah. win. Yeah, we agree Chris is probably yep. gonna win. Um these are Tom's rankings presented by Brian. Um so we've got 15 contestants and uh you know that's 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 it for uh the preview of uh this season. I, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys but a lot of people say diversity doesn't make things better but I think this Who are these better. a lot of people say? <laughs> uh a lot of people are always going on about how diversity doesn't make anything better but I feel like this season these competitors oh it's going to be spicy mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that because people are like cooking vietnamese food so um if this felt like a slog because we just read a bunch of names instead of a bunch of facts and things like that for about an hour just know that it is setting up next week's episode jamal do you want to tell them about next week's episode yeah next week's episode if i'm correct and i usually am is that we're gonna really break down who we got winning who we got going home is that right mm-hmm. we're gonna play a little game What's the game we're playing? We are going to do a Top Chef Fantasy League around the three amigos here. All right. We're going to do a fantasy league. We're going to pick our teams. We're going to have a draft. So next week is the draft for uh, season 18. So please tune in and listen to who we got on our teams. Um, I mean, you already know I'm probably going to win because I'm the host. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll we'll share the the, um, rules that we're going to use. So maybe you can play with your friends at home too. Yeah, if you want to do that. Don't feel like you have to. No. You can just listen to the podcast. That's what you do have to do. You do have to listen to the podcast. Yes. Um, but you do not have to do the fantasy um, Top Chef League that we're doing. No. You don't um, have to do that. But, um, we'd also like it if you want to like write in and tell us who you think is going to win, who your pick is, um, who you think Tell us is, why. Tell us why. Tell us why. Tell us if it's because oh, yeah. they have too many kids, if it's because they have too many arm tattoos or some other reason. Um, we'll like to know, and we'll 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 talk about it on the podcast. Here, I'm going to do something that other celebrities like myself do. I'm going to give my phone number out. You guys just text me. Yeah, just text them all. Just, just, yeah, just I'm text, trying something just, new. Just text, just text me, and uh, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll read your stuff out uh, on air. Mm-hmm. And everyone that's at home thinking like that, we said that people with arm tattoos go home early, and then you were like, "What about um, Michael Voltaggio?" To that, I say, please stop criti- critiquing what we do on this podcast and everything that I say. Just don't bring it up. I've said it; it's gone, and never have to hear it again. Don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. And yeah, Michael Voltaggio, just him, right? That's one. <laughs> yeah, that's and one. And a C. A C. So, and he definitely is the only one that has a single arm tattoo. So he's one, the exception so. that proves the rule, dummies. Yeah. Come on now. He All likes right, the sous vide a lot. He does. Jamal. Well, I'm a sous vide boy now. So. <laughs> Go find me some Jamal, sous who's, who's Who's watching your sous vide while you're doing this? Oh, shit. I gotta <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> okay, yeah, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I, I gotta, y'all gotta go. We're gonna pack our knives and move. I'm gonna call CPS. <laughs>